As scores of people get ready to flock to Austin for spring fun, a city leader looks for ways to shine a light on the shady side of tourism. A new plan to tackle human trafficking in Austin. And what a wonderful end to the week weather-wise. Just how warm we'll get this weekend in your first morning forecast. It's still there, an illegal dam frustrating Hill Country neighbors. Tonight, an update on the months-long debate involving multiple agencies over getting that dam removed. Well, with Austin's impending spring festival season, there is a dark side to all of the tourism. Thanks for joining us. I'm Daniel Marino. And I'm Britt Moreno. This evening, we are getting an update on what human trafficking looks like here in Austin and really statewide. KXAN's Brianna Hollis has more on a city council plan to address this tough issue. Councilmember Mackenzie Kelly says she felt compelled to write a resolution to tackle human trafficking from multiple angles after an officer told her about a case involving a teen brought to Austin from Kansas and sexually assaulted after getting groomed online. It hurt my heart, it hurt my soul, and it prompted me to want to act. Her concerns grow knowing crowds will flood Austin for South by Southwest and other events in just a few weeks time. A lot of people come in from out of town. Um, I've been told that oftentimes they are targeted for this type of behavior. Human trafficking involves both sex and labor trafficking. According to Austin police statistics, forced labor happens more often than sex trafficking dating back to 2020. Statewide, it's the opposite, according to the National Human Trafficking Hotline. The organization also has a breakdown of the types of locations where traffickers target victims dating back to 2015 illicit spa and massage businesses and hotels and motels top the list bars and restaurants were toward the bottom in 2021 texas passed a law requiring hotels and motels to undergo yearly human trafficking awareness training and post signs like this across the property councilmember kelly's plan expands upon that and also calls for additional education for parents about the crime some businesses in austin like red rose gentlemen's club on south congress are Already have their own campaigns. Your cameras are the best because they will stay away from cameras. They don't want their faces seen. Uh, they don't want to be seen talking to anyone. Human trafficking is just such a terrible crime. Um, I would encourage anyone in the community who can learn more about it to learn more about it. Brianna Hollis, KXAN News. Council member Kelly's resolution also calls for more resources for police to address human trafficking and the establishment of safe emergency housing for traffic victims. City Council is set to vote on this next month. And going in depth, the most recent data from the National Human Trafficking Hotline shows that throughout 2021 in Texas, more than 600 adults and more than 200 minors were reported as being trafficked. Those reports included mostly women and girls, but also more than 100 men and boys and 11 people who identify as gender minorities. Now, breaking it down by citizenship, more than 150 reports involved foreign nationals, while 66 involved U.S. citizens. Happy Friday, everybody. Another lovely day. Chief Meteorologist David Yeomans is here to deliver probably more good news, right? <laughs> it's not bad right now. Can you guess? It's going to be really warm this oh, weekend. I love it. <laughs> Big change from the rest of February, right? Yeah. Here we are outside on a beautiful day. Boy, it is a little cooler than yesterday, but that's just because yesterday it was 89 on Lake Austin. Now we're in the 70s after yesterday's cool front brought kind of a welcome change for the season. Blue skies at the Whittlesey camera in Liberty Hill, 73. Very similar weather area-wide. Little cooler in Fredericksburg, but 76 in Austin and mid-70s as well in Hayes County. Best part of the temperatures and how it feels outside today, the low humidity. North winds are still gently blowing, bringing in dry air. Humidity 25% or less, feeling very refreshing. Coming up, we've got a look at a special full moon tonight, just how warm it gets this weekend, and also another cold blast before the month is over.
River in Mason County is now flowing after some winter rain, but a dam that the Texas Parks and Wildlife Department and the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers found to be constructed illegally still stands. KXAN received these new aerial photos of the dam that Bill Nash constructed without a permit along the James River, preventing water from refilling the Highland Lakes. We first reported on the dam, you may recall, in October. Neighbors now in Mason County are frustrated with what they say is a slow removal process and a lack of transparency. What is taking so long? What's taking so long? It's got to come down. It's got to come down. This river runs into the Llano River, which supplies drinking water for the, the town of Llano and ultimately Austin. So people better be, you know, pay attention. After the Texas Parks and Wildlife Department issued the landowner a notice of violation back in September, the landowner was required to submit a written plan to remove the dam. Just last month, Texas Parks and Wildlife declined our request to see those plants, telling us the information is confidential. In an email just this week, the organization told KXAN that the landowner submitted a plan to remove the dam in December, which was then returned to him with comments. Two months later, the landowner requested an extension to revise the plan. The landowner now has until March 11th to submit the new plan to remove the dam. Other organizations are also involved in the investigation as well. The Texas Commission on Environmental Quality says their investigation is ongoing after they inspected the dam in person six months ago. The U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, who found the dam to be illegal last fall, did not request our comment, uh, did not return our request for comment today. The landowner's attorney, meanwhile, responded to our request for an update on the dam's removal, saying, quote, we are actively complying with what Texas Parks and Wildlife has requested from us at this time. No further comment. All right, David, thank you for that update. Well, the Austin Animal Center says it needs people looking to adopt or foster a dog as soon as possible. The shelter took to social media today saying it's getting close to being critically over capacity with medium and large dogs, and they're running out of crates to keep them in. If you're interested in fostering or adopting a dog, you can always visit the Austin Animal Center any day of the week between 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. The Austin Police Department is looking for a man who threatened a store employee with a hammer in a suspected robbery. It happened in southeast Austin last week. According to police, it took place at a CVS on Riverside Drive in the early evening hours of February 13th. Police say the suspect came into the store and started shoplifting when an employee asked him to stop. That man took a hammer from a store shelf and threatened the employee. Here's a look at the suspect captured on surveillance cameras. APD describes the suspect as a Hispanic man around 50 years old with black hair, a mustache and a goatee. Police are offering a reward of up to $1,000 for any helpful information. If you know who this person is, be sure to contact the APD robbery unit. Kyle police say they've arrested a 43 year old man on murder charges after responding to a welfare concern early this morning. When police arrived at a home on Waterloo Drive a little after 3 a.m., they say they found a woman with severe injuries caused by blunt force trauma. She was taken to a hospital where she died. The suspect, Marco Sanchez, was found at the home and charged with murder. Kyle police say he was given an additional charge of sexual abuse of a child based on a warrant from APD. Today, the U.S. announced the largest batch of sanctions against Russia since its full-scale invasion of Ukraine two years ago. President Biden said the more than 500 new sanctions 
target those connected to the imprisonment of opposition leader Alexei Navalny, along with Russia's finance sector and defense industrial base. Export restrictions will also be imposed on nearly 100 organizations that support Russia's military efforts, this all according to the president. Donald Trump's request to delay payment in his New York civil fraud ruling has been denied. In his ruling, the judge wrote that the former president's attorneys failed to, quote, explain, much less justify any basis for a stay. Now, Trump's legal team is expected to appeal this ruling, but will have to post a bond for the full amount of the damages before doing so. Last week's ruling orders the Trump organization to pay over $354 million, which actually totals over $450 million with prejudgment interest. The ruling also limits the former president's ability to do business in New York for three years. A reigning world champion in cycling pedals her way back to the world stage after a nearly deadly accident on the competition track. We'll have her journey to Paris. Round Rock residents will soon have a new place to cool off during the summer months. A look inside the city's new poolside destination. And we'll have an update from the Fort Worth Zoo on the condition of its newest little addition. How the zoo is working around a bonding issue between the baby and her mother. Well, we all know Texas summers can be almost unbearable, but the city of Round Rock is working to help you beat the heat in the future with a new pool area. The Chasco Family YMCA in Round Rock broke ground on a $5 million outdoor pool and splash pad area today. Renderings of the project show slides, interactive water features, and cabanas. YMCA representatives say the area will also allow kids to have fun in their own little pool, leaving the indoor areas open to lap swimmers. The project is estimated to be complete in October and will serve more than 3,000 kids in summer camps. We have an update on the baby gorilla born at the Fort Worth Zoo. Now, you may remember zookeepers delivered baby Jamila by emergency C-section last week. Because of that, mom did not bond with Jamila, so zookeepers have been filling in instead, encouraging Jamila to grip their gorilla-like jacket. They've also been training another gorilla named Gracie to be Jamila's surrogate mom, they say while progress has been slow, they're still optimistic. A Team USA cyclist fought to overcome a bumpy road of physical and mental scars. Join her journey to Paris next. Rainfall for the month still a bit below average. Today, February 23rd, it's been about two weeks since we've recorded anything in Austin. Your first warning forecast with an abnormally warm end to the month next. Among the four dozen athletes who have already qualified for the Paris Olympics is Team USA's Chloe Deigert. She is supremely talented and a world champion. She's also lucky to be alive. Matt Barnes has the story of her remarkable comeback in this week's Journey to Paris. Deigert so far has absolutely demolished the opposition. To put it simply, Chloe Deigert is a winner. I'm the athlete I am because I have that mindset. I, I, I show up to win. I show up. I don't train the way I do to get second place. I, I don't train to just participate. You know, I'm not a participator. I, I want to I win and I want to do everything I can to make sure that happens. She's the reigning world champion at two different events, the individual pursuit on the track and the time trial on the road, the same event that nearly took her life in 2020. Chloe Deigert just lost control. Oh, God. And crashes over the barricade. Uh, completely my fault. I just was pushing the limits. Um, and I uh, just ran off the road, hit a guardrail, flipped over, um, rolled down the hill. I sliced my quad open. I uh, sliced 80% of the quad, uh, partial of my IT band. 
um, all the way down to my bone. Um, so it was, it was a long recovery, but it was a big one. <laughs> In the years since, Digard has not only had to overcome that physical injury, but the mental scars as well. You know, and, and there were times after my accident that, you know, my life didn't matter to me anymore. You know, there were definitely the thoughts of ending it, you know. It happens. It's truly a blessing to, to be alive and to be here right now. Through professional help and a positive mindset, Digard is back on the bike and now strictly focused on one thing only, winning gold in Paris. This is just God's plan for me and I'm just, I'm so thankful and blessed that it wasn't worse than it was. I mean, it was bad, but I'm here right now. You know, I just qualified for the Olympics, my third Olympics. Uh, I'm. I'm going to do everything I can to, to be on that top step. I've worked so hard that so many people to get me there. This is just a dream come true. On the journey to Paris, I'm Matt Barnes. Wow, she is inspirational. Now, Digard has won a silver and a bronze in her previous Olympic appearances. A gold, of course, in Paris would be the perfect addition to her medal collection. Well, three-time Olympic gold medal winner Gabby Douglas's return to gymnastics competition has been delayed by COVID. She tested positive and will miss today's Winter Cup gymnastics meet. The 28-year-old posted on social media saying that she is crushed. She won't be able to compete this weekend. The 2012 Olympic all-around champion had hoped to compete tomorrow for the first time since the 2016 Rio Olympics. Last July, she announced that she was back in the gym with an eye on this summer's games in Paris. First warning weather with Chief Meteorologist David Yeomans. Well, a nice refreshing day compared to yesterday's nearly 90 degree highs in Austin. Temperatures have dropped by 8, 9, 10, 11 degrees, which just equals a more typical winter day. Honestly, it's still a little warmer than what's typical for late February. A few mid and high clouds coming in from the west should produce a beautiful sunset at about 630 tonight. It's 76 degrees on a very comfortable evening in Austin. Hey, tonight, something special in the sky that I just learned myself about. It's not a supermoon. It's the opposite called a micromoon. This is February's full moon coinciding with not its closest point to the moon, uh, to the Earth rather, but its farthest point in orbit. This micromoon is also called the snow moon because it takes place in February. It appears 6 to 7% smaller than a typical full moon, but up to 14% smaller than a supermoon, which you hear us discuss sometimes. If you want to check it out, it'll rise in the northeastern sky uh, just shortly now about 30 minutes from now and it'll be up all night under mostly clear skies setting in the west at about sunrise tomorrow. Just a few high clouds coming in from the west shouldn't block our view of the moon and the stars tonight. We have a high pressure system coming in from the desert southwest as well. These things, as we've talked about a lot over the last week, lead to warm, dry weather, and that's what we've got coming. The high pressure ridge centers itself overhead Saturday and Sunday, really into early next week. This is going to send temperatures soaring again to abnormal values for the last weekend of February. This evening, light north winds, temperatures in the 70s, a great night for your Friday plans. Tomorrow morning, though, as the winds lighten up and the skies remain mostly clear, it will be chillier than the last couple mornings, 40s to near 50 degrees early Saturday. But tomorrow afternoon, anything but chilly. North winds swing back around to the south. You know the drill. That warms us back to 80 or better in some areas. Not quite as cool Sunday morning, starting in the 50s. Then high temperatures Sunday, well into the 80s if some dry air sneaks into the hill country on another dry line like we had a couple days ago that may send temperatures into the 90s west of 281. 
Your forecast for Austin looks great. Warm sunshine tomorrow, dry air and low humidity, 81. Then even warmer, 84, as gusty winds ramp up from the south on Sunday. Austin FC's home opener, as we've told you this week, it is tomorrow versus Minnesota here in town. What a wonderful evening. If you're heading out there early for a snack, 74 degrees at 6 p.m., 60s for match time with nice clear skies. Should be great. Now, the muggy meter bottomed out for the next couple of days, but it eventually recovers as more humid air is drawn in Monday and Tuesday ahead of our next storm. That's going to send temperatures even higher, 87 on Monday, about 20 degrees warmer than normal, but we're not totally done with jacket weather yet. Next week, we do have a cold front dropping highs now to the 50s on the last day of February, Thursday. That is going to come with some light rain. Looks kind of light at this point, though. Seven-day rainfall forecast under a quarter of an inch area-wide. We'll keep you posted as that time draws near. Tonight, clear, beautiful full moon and a low of 49. Tomorrow, sunshine and very warm with a south wind. High temperatures reach 81. Days and nights get warmer early next week as humidity pulls back in, but there's maybe one more chilly, rainy day of the season on Thursday with highs in the 50s. David, thanks very much. New footage shows a phenomenon that's quite literally out of this world. An up-close look at the solar flares that sparked on the sun earlier this week. And coming up tonight on an all-new Dateline, a chilling twist in a wrongful conviction out of Idaho. Here's Keith Morrison with a preview. People ask me sometimes, what's your most memorable story? And I usually <laughs> like to say, well, they're all memorable. But sometimes one stands out. The story is a true saga about a mother's power to change a system, about a hapless convict who becomes the spearhead of change himself. And it has just come to a shattering conclusion, a conclusion I'm still having trouble dealing with. That's tonight on Dateline. News Nation tonight, an on-balance special on the eve of the critical South Carolina primary. Leland Bittard goes one-on-one -on -one with former Governor Nikki Haley. Why she's staying in the race and how she thinks she can win the Republican nomination tonight at 7 Eastern on News Nation. Tonight, a major step forward to reveal what the government really knows about UFOs, new rules for federal agencies, what information they have to fork over, and when. News Nation investigative journalist Ross Coldhart joins Chris Live with the new details. Tonight on Cuomo, 8, 7 Central, only on News Nation. To find News Nation, go to joinnn.com. Oh, and we're back. A New Mexico court heard from the first witnesses in the Russ movie case today. It was a crime scene technician who analyzed the guns and ammo found on the set. The film's armorer, Hannah Gutierrez, is charged with involuntary manslaughter and tampering with evidence. Prosecutors blame Gutierrez for the live round that was fired by actor Alec Baldwin. It killed cinematographer Helena Hutchins and injured director Joel Sousa. Gutierrez's defense team says Hutchins' death was a tragic accident and no crime was committed. Actor Alec Baldwin also faces involuntary manslaughter charges. His trial is set to begin in June. Well, we're getting a close-up look at the solar flares that erupted on the sun earlier this week thanks to fascinating new video released by the National Oce Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. Uh, the footage shows multiple flares going off on different areas of the sun with bright flashes of light shooting from the sun's surface. NOAA says despite the fact that the solar flares can affect communication systems, radar, and GPS, the recent flares were not the cause of yesterday's AT&T outage. AT&T attributed that to a technical error. 
Well, coming up tonight on KXAN, it's an episode of Password starting at 7, followed by that all-new Dateline at 8 o'clock. And then you can join us for KXAN News at 10. Join us an hour earlier for KXAN News at 9 on CW Austin. Here's where to find us over the air or through your television provider.